Welcome to the Refine Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea McGuire. My goal is to help us refine our understanding of who God is and be refined by His work in our lives. Together, we will consider scripture and our everyday experiences to see how God is revealing Himself around us. In this episode, we will learn to truly believe God is trustworthy so we can hope in Him. When a person is dishonest, fickle, or flaky, we tend to stop trusting the things they say. But our God is not like humans. He doesn't trick us. He doesn't say things that turn out to not be true. He is the truth, and he is certainly not sinful. Numbers 23, 19-20 says this, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken, and he will not fulfill it? God has set his mind on blessing his people, and he will surely follow through. While everything about God is holy and true, there is someone who wants us to doubt the Lord. John eight forty four explains that the devil does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The lies we believe are often subtle and may raise questions we aren't sure we can answer. Additionally, our hearts are still bent towards sin and are easily misguided. This is why we need the truth of Scripture and right understanding of God's character to guide us. We may not always understand God's ways because He is limitless in perfection, And the ways of this world are no match for his wisdom, but we can absolutely trust that he has our good in mind. Listen to these verses from Isaiah 55, 8 through 13. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is a promise of God's blessing on his people, and Jesus secures this blessing for us, that we may go out with joy and be led forth in peace, that one day all of creation will sing and clap in jubilee. Everyone in Christ will experience this blessing, both now and for eternity. I often think about the Israelites and their journey from Egypt to the promised land. God delivers his people from slavery and promises to lead them to a land where they will be free and prosperous. But on the way to that land, God's people doubt him. Even though he just performed signs and miracles to demonstrate his power and save his people, 
they doubt his goodness. They complain and rebel, and as a result, they face some pretty harsh consequences. Some people are swallowed up by the ground. Others are bitten by poisonous snakes. Others die by a rapidly spreading plague. In those instances, the people of Israel were bearing punishment for their sins. They did not trust God, though he had all good things planned for them. They looked at their circumstances, and instead of remembering what God had done for them, they rejected his provision and made their own plans to get what they wanted. How foolish they were, and how foolish I am when I act the same way. As I read about their punishment, I am so thankful for Jesus. On this side of the cross, God's people don't bear the same punishment for their sins. Jesus already did that for us. He suffered to overcome our suffering. So instead of being punished for our sins, we receive an everlasting blessing. The more we understand this immeasurable mercy God extends to us, the more we will trust him. How can we demonstrate our trust in the Lord? We can stop complaining so much. We can be thankful for what we do have. We can stop worrying so much. We can pray with expectation and remain steadfast in hope. We can praise God freely knowing we have nothing to fear. Three months ago, I was 36 weeks pregnant when my doctor expressed some concern about my baby. He ordered an ultrasound for the following week to check her size. She was measuring small. So I returned on a Wednesday with my husband and big kids in tow. We sat with the doctor as he told us our baby's percentiles had dropped significantly since my last ultrasound. He could not explain why there was such a change, but because she was only measuring in the 10th percentile, he suggested that something could be wrong. He gave us the option to induce the next day or continue with twice-weekly checkups until she came on her own. There were 20 more more days until her due date, and with the doctor's approval, we decided to induce the next morning. That night, I barely slept. My fear begged me to question God, to accuse him of letting something terrible happen. But I realized as well that regardless of the outcome— God was my only source of hope. So with one prayer after another, we made it through one hour at a time until morning, one contraction at a time until afternoon, and that Thursday, our precious baby girl made her arrival, safe and strong and perfectly healthy. We came through that experience knowing more than ever, we can trust God. What if the doctor hadn't caught the issue? What if the placenta gave out before she came? What if she hadn't come until her due date and I had to deliver in the middle of a pandemic? Praise the Lord for his goodness to us. He knew what we could not see, and he took care of us. That's always true. God knows what we cannot see, and he will take care of us. I've been making my way through Lisa Turker's latest book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. If you don't know much of her story, she recently faced the worst years of her life from a failing marriage to multiple health crises, and in the middle of all her suffering, she wrote this book. Right in the middle of her pain, she writes these words, Though we can't predict or control 
or demand the outcome of our circumstances, we can know with great certainty that we will be okay. How can she say that? She continues, We will be victorious because Jesus is victorious. Even if our life completely falls apart around us, we will have assurance that we will be okay because Jesus rose from the grave, because he secured our victory over sin and death, and because when he returns, we will live with him forever and all the pain of this life will never touch us again. Here's one more quote from the book. What if the victory is only in part how things turn out? What if a bigger part of being victorious is how well we live today? You may not be on the other side of your situation yet. You may still be hurting. You may still be afraid. You may not know how things are ever going to work out. But you can trust God. Keep praying today and wait with hope. He has promised good to you and his steadfast love will never fail you.